I'm Alicia Sweeney, and we welcome Locals Tennis back into the studio for another open-air session. The band famously emerged in 2010 as the husband-wife duo who went on a sailing trip and then wrote an album about it. And now, four studio albums in, they relived life on a boat just like they did with their debut to write songs for the new album, Yours Conditionally. Elena and Patrick, welcome back to the studio. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. What are you going to play first? We're going to play Ladies Don't Play Guitar. i 
Tennis in the CPR Performance Studio, Ladies Don't Play Guitar. Now, this is a response song for you, Elena. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I had set some goals for my writing lyrically to be more assertive about my point of view and to say something meaningful because I have to sing it night after night. So I want to feel like some measure of, you know, connection to what I'm saying. And I was feeling a little bit, I was feeling like love songs were too easy. So I was thinking a lot about my experiences touring and promoting the, our last record, Ritual and Repeat, um, just noticing some gendering of just like perception and roles that women end up playing. And I mean, this obviously is just across the board in every setting, but I'm just considering my personal experience. And when I thought of the lyrics, ladies don't play guitar, it was because I was trying to convey a guitar solo to Patrick that I wanted him to play. And I wanted to show it to him so badly, but I can't. I'm like a very, very below average guitar player. And I was feeling really frustrated because I was thinking, I only play piano because I'm a girl. Just the accident of my gender. No, it never occurred to anyone to hand me an electric guitar. Yeah, like, like deep down inside, you're like a shredder. I'm a shredder. Yeah. I that's my, I have an inner shredder that will never be known to the world, unfortunately. Um, but Patrick, you know, being man, that was the first thing given to him. Drums, guitar for me, piano. And I love playing piano, but I was just thinking about that and I thought it just made for an interesting lyric and I started fleshing out the whole concept of just female archetypes within that. Was Patrick able to capture the the guitar shreddage that you wanted him no, to? No, we, we never ne- got it. Never can. Ideas <laughs> lost. <laughs> In the studio with us today, Elena Moore, who plays keyboards or piano mm-hmm. and sings Patrick Riley as well. And they have a backing band that's joining us as well. Ryan Tulloch on bass and Steve Voss on drums. And he's going to play guitar on a song, too. And those are musicians who are joining you from Nashville. Nashville boys. Nashville boys. So let's dig into the record a little bit. Yours conditionally. It came about like your debut record after a long time spent sailing does being off the grid help you guys write is that the ideal way to do so for you absolutely definitely I have a very precarious sense of self and it's a lot stronger when there's literally no one else around I can whatever I do whatever I write I can be so much more confident in it if there's not a single other person to even perceive it or experience it and Patrick is really like the only other person that I feel comfortable letting into that process. And I think you feel maybe the same way. Yeah. And I think last me. time too, we, you know, we worked with three producers putting together Ritual and Repeat. So we felt like we were in a position to like really trust our instincts and mm-hmm. trust our production, which this is the first album we've produced since our first album. So we were excited to just kind of like dive into that head first. Exactly. Did you do it in your home studio then? We did for the most part. We rented a cabin up in Fraser, but we used all of our own gear and kind of stuff we've just been collecting over the years. Is it challenging to write music while maintaining smooth sailing on the ocean? We couldn't write while we were sailing. Sailing is like a totally absorbing task that never lets up until you're stopped. So we didn't write until months into the sailing trip when we found a really safe harbor that we could anchor in for, we were there for almost two weeks until we essentially just ran out of provisions and had to sail to a city again. Um, But in that period of time, we wrote basically the second half of the record. 
Where was that harbor? Uh, San Juanico, Mexico. It's actually a little anchorage. It's not even a harbor is like too big of a word. It's just like a tiny little bite of like a rocky point that wraps around and just protects from the swell. It's like almost 360 degrees of protection. It was amazing. And was it just like, well, we got to stop, so we're just here? Or did you consciously, like, go there? I didn't realize until after we got into the Sea of Cortez that it's actually, like, a very volatile and dangerous environment for sailing. So we were always dodging terrible weather. And it wasn't until San Juanico that we had enough peace and, frankly, safety that we felt like we could think about music. Because, yeah, I mean, we were jotting down ideas for, like, you know, the first few months while we were traveling, but we both thought that like we just needed the safest harbor, safest anchorage possible to be able to actually commit to those ideas. I know there's a lot of prep going into taking a long boat trip, but is it easier to, to get prepped for tour? I don't know. That's a, I think they're probably pretty equal. Obviously, like tons of different details go into it's each. It's harder to but, prepare for a sailing trip yeah, more than, than a like, tour. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Tons of moving parts on a tour. Though. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think touring gets easier every year. And when you're by yourself in the middle of the ocean, when you're sailing and, you know, thinking about songs and whatnot, and you like the idea of being remote, are you literally by yourself? You can't be on the Internet or anything, can you? No, no internet access. And we're actually usually alone because we're um, taking watches. So um, we do two hours on, two hours on, two hours off, 24 hours a day, every day. So the other one's always asleep, usually. Yeah. Um, so it's really alone. And the ideas, I mean, the writing that we would do in that setting is just like very abstract. Just thinking of like an aesthetic or a vibe or a drum beat, maybe, or a lyric. But um It was mostly just a lot of staring out into empty space and it was weird. You could just like sink into nothingness and just stare at waves rolling and rolling, which is actually where the line Fields of Blue came to me and a lot of the lyrics to that song. So that's the song you're going to play now. And the lyrics to the song are based on the captain's log? My ship's log, yeah. Um, My ship's log is just like a diary mostly with no useful information. But just my observations about, you know, the sea state and the morale of the crew, essentially. But it really helped me pass the time and ended up being like a really useful catalog later when we were writing. It's Tennis in the CPR Performance Studio. This is their song, Fields of Blue.
this is tennis, and we're going to do Please Don't Ruin This For Me. performance studio it's tennis now things have changed since you guys were here in the studio last you decided to leave your label behind and start up your own mutually detrimental Uh, what led you to doing so i mean there's tons of answers i could give you but i think the maybe the most important one is that elaine and i we just felt like we wanted to have one album that was truly our identity like we didn't want anyone else to help out we didn't want a label to help out with how people perceived the album we really and like to test ourselves and just see, like, what could we do if we did it all ourselves? Yeah. But there was a lot of reasons. We just felt like um, the pressure to please other people was taking some of the joy out of our work. And then we also thought that even though now that we're self-funding, we're obviously going to have less money, we are very confident that we could do more with a smaller amount of money because we know exactly how to best spend it and because we're going to be like very scrappy about it and like get everything we can out of every dollar spent. So, I mean, it's mostly just our permanent search for autonomy in the same reason why we go sailing. We just like to be alone and self-sufficient and we want the same thing out of our music. 
Well, you guys have a very uh, clear aesthetic for your music. At least I noticed that with you guys. And you've done some really neat promotion for the album. And like you mentioned, you're able to do so because you have complete creative control. And I loved the infomercial that you did with your friend Zasha Mamet. I did call the one eight four four tennis one. It does work. Number. That, it that does was work. her voice, yeah, doing the, the hotline. Yeah, how did the concept for that come about? Luca and I, um, Luca Venter is our like creative collaborator for this record, and he and Steve were actually um, in the studio with us, or our mountain cabin, and Luca and I came up with that idea because I'd been talking to Zasha about doing something with her, maybe doing a video, and we immediately thought like a terrible infomercial would be the perfect way to utilize her talent. Um, so yeah, I can't believe it worked out. We built that set in our living room and she flew out for two nights and was like very, very game about the whole thing. And we just had an amazing time making it. I'm glad it translates because sometimes sarcastic humor can be like a swing and a miss. <laughs> Elena, you directed a documentary and starred in one. Yeah, it was like a little short film. I didn't direct it. Um, you my, wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it along with the director, Bobby. Um, he... Uh, He's uh, from Yours Truly, which I've we've always been a fan of anyway, and they do like amazing in-depth like multimedia pieces for musicians essentially. And uh, yeah, we came up with this idea together, and he used some of my writing again from my ship's log, and then he embellished it with some of his own. And we just wanted these like little dreamy vignettes of like a woman's interior world, like very domestic, very feminine, kind of dealing in some archetypes. Anyway, it was like absolutely amazing to work with like a full production, a film crew, everything. And it's, you know, just like peeling back a veil into another world because we're so firmly rooted in like music and the studio. So that was extremely rewarding to do. It's Tennis in the CPR Performance Studio. You have one more song for us. This is the single Modern Woman. Ready? All right. Just getting tired of living with this 
From Colorado Public Radio, this is Open Air. That's Tennis in the Studio with Modern Woman. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alicia. We love we love talking with you, as always. This has been another Open Air session. My name's Alicia Sweeney. Our audio engineer is Dave Fender, along with tennis engineer Josh Lyon. Irvin Coffey is running the cameras. To find more Open Air sessions, video, and podcasts, visit openaircpr.org.